Party time off the rails today, Thursday. Uh, what's up, everybody? I want to read an article to you here in just a minute. Um, kind of eye-opening when you really kind of put it all in perspective, what's going on with this Biden White House. Um, before I get into that, though, before I get into that, before I shock you, before I just blow your panties off with this information, uh, I want to remind everybody, come uh, see us in Joplin, Missouri yeah, on the 27th of January and also in Fort Wayne, Indiana on February 3rd. Uh, chadpraytherlive.com tons of shows coming up go check it out very good chance we're going to be in a city near you um, let's let's play just before we get into this play clip on the list here play that second clip there Mark why would he send lawyers who don't have a security clearance to search for classified material I, I'm not sure, uh, I, uh, and we don't know the circumstances of that. No shit. Um, but certainly <laughs> the documents leave uh, the vice president's office and have to be stored somewhere. <laughs> Why would you send lawyers that don't have a security clearance into uh, look at look for top top you know top secret documents? I love the deadpan face. I mean, it's a stunner. It's indefensible. Oh, it, I mean, that's that's the face of, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah that's Damn. an oh, shit face right there. Um, like, wow. Um, yeah, okay. So the article, I, I, I just want to bring this to you. Um, um, just 18 months. This is, from, this is an article from justthenews.com. Uh, just, just, and I don't care if you know that source. I don't, I don't, if you know that website, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I'm going to read this to you because the information here is true. 18 months into his vice presidency, Joe Biden had a conversation with one of Hunter Biden's business associates that left an indelible impression about his desire to create future wealth. Quote, your dad just called me about his mortgage and mentioned he'd be out a lot soon and not really back until Labor Day. Rosemont Seneca executive Eric Schwerin wrote Hunter Biden on July 6th, 2010 in an email on a laptop that was seized by the FBI. Quote, so it dawned on me it might be a good time. Also, he could use some positive news about his future earnings potential. Schwerin, who worked alongside Hunter Biden at the Rosemont Seneca investment firm and also doubled as a financial and tax advisor to the future president, asked Hunter Biden to consider meeting with his father soon to discuss the issue according to the email. Quote, does it make sense to see if your dad has some time in the next couple of weeks while you are in D.C. to talk about it, he wrote in the email entitled JRB Future Memo. Using the future president's initials as shorthand. Here's what the memo said. Uh, <clears throat> uh, by 2016, well, we won't read that. By 2016, as Joe Biden was planning to leave the Obama White House, those conversations with Hunter Biden had graduated into, quote, wealth creation and the founding of a foreign policy think tank, according to emails that have taken on new significance after the discovery of classified documents in Biden's office and home renewed focus on the first family's foreign business dealings. Buried in Hunter Biden's laptop, now in the FBI's possession, are a series of emails, documents, and messages that explain how America's first family got so deeply intertwined. 
especially in 2017-18 after he left the Obama White House, with Chinese interests now under federal and congressional investigation. Matters under scrutiny include the University of Pennsylvania, which hosted the former VP's Penn Biden Center and received $47.7 million in gifts and contracts from Chinese sources while Biden worked as a guest lecturer and CEFC, a Chinese conglomerate that formed a business venture with the president's son, Hunter, and brother, James. The most common link to the interests that have landed uh, the Biden family in political hot water was Hunter Biden, who courted the University of Pennsylvania before it hired his father and pursued several Chinese deals, including an investment fund, the sale of a U.S. company that made sensitive technology, and eventually the creation of the CEFC venture aimed at buying up U.S. gas interests for China. Anybody pissed off yet? Today, both father and son are under DOJ investigation, the president for possible mishandling of classified documents, and Hunter for taxes and other issues. Just the News, that's the article here, has reported over the last year that Hunter Biden and Schwerin occasionally discussed Joe Biden's finances, even discussing how the future president wanted to use a Delaware tax refund to pay back his son and identifying bills like cell phones and house repairs that Hunter Biden wanted to pay for his father. As the prospect of Joe Biden's move from politics to the private sector drew nearer, entities and people associated with foreign interests, especially in China, surfaced more frequently. A year after the 2010 conversation about Joe Biden's future earnings potential, for instance, Hunter Biden began exploring an investment opportunity inside China with both excitement and trepidation. Quote, I don't believe in lottery tickets anymore, but I do believe in the super chairman, Hunter Biden wrote in one email exchange in September 2011, referring to a business partner in Hong Kong. Hunter Biden seemed to understand that a political family tied to the White House also faced risk by dabbling in China's business and why such interests wanted to be associated with him. Quote, your question, why does super chair love me so much, is easily answered, he wrote then business partner Devin Archer. It has nothing to do with me and everything to do with my last name. That email suggested Archer and Biden, quote, have to have a long talk about how we divide things going forward if the deal was consummated and warned that their Chinese business partners might come after us for effing up their relationships in Beijing. In December 2013, Hunter Biden was flying aboard Air Force Two with the vice president for a meeting in Beijing, which triggered the creation of an investment fund and occasioned a brief greeting between his father and one of the Chinese business partners. In 2015, Hunter Biden had facilitated the sale of the Michigan-based auto parts maker Hennings Automotive, which made sensitive anti-vibration technology potentially usable for military fighter jets to one of China's main military aircraft makers, Aviation Industry Corporation of China, or AVIC. That same year, Hunter Biden began courting the University of Pennsylvania and its top leader while also receiving a now a new overture from China that would eventually lead to one of the first family's most controversial deals, the CEFC Energy Partnership. The CEFC first approached Hunter Biden about making a donation to the U.S. World Food Program, which he served as an honorary chairman. Quote, Hunter was recently approached by a large privately owned Chinese corporation called CEFC Energy China that has a U.S.-based foundation, Schwerin wrote in October 2015. They'd like to explore making a donation to WFP USA 
and their CEO would like to meet with the appropriate person at WFP USA the last week of October when he is in the U.S., he added. My assumption based on the conversations I have had with them is that it would be more than just a token donation. Soon, he and his partners would steer the discussion to personal business when Hunter Biden was invited to a private meeting in December 2015 with CEFC's Chairman Ye in Washington, D.C. Quote, I am confident that many interesting projects may come out of that in the future, a business associate wrote in explaining why Hunter Biden should attend. The Washington Post, Just the News, and others have reported that CEFC courtship eventually landed the Biden Uh, family a large diamond as a gift and a no-interest forgivable $5 million loan that enriched the first family. As the CEFC deals heated up, Hunter Biden also warmed to the fires at the University of Pennsylvania discussing with then-wife Kathleen hosting a private dinner for Penn President Amy Gutman. Quote, maybe just ask her if Amy would rather just do dinner with mom and dad and us, or if she wants, we can do the larger dinner, Hunter Biden wrote in February 2015. Calendar notations and other correspondence indicate that dinner was booked for April 2015. Penn, like many other Ivy League schools, was growing its relationship with China, collecting millions in donations while also creating programs in the communist country, according to the university's own reports to the federal government and its website. Data gathered by the National Legal and Policy Center and appended to the to a complaint in 2020 shows Penn obtained $67.6 million in grants and contracts from Chinese sources between 2013 and 2019, with most of it, $47.7 million, collected in the time Joe Biden was paid more than $900,000 by the university to work as a guest lecturer and lend his name to the Penn-Biden Center think tank in 2017 to 2000. 19. Hunter Biden's emails suggest that he played a role in the meetings during the late Obama years and eventually landed his father the lucrative gig at Penn, including an April 2016 gathering at the Naval Observatory where then the, the, then, the then vice president lived. Joe Biden eventually recalled the conversations with Gutman that landed him the pen job, saying it became particularly attractive to him when he learned the university would not only employ him, but also many staffers like Antony Blinken, who would eventually follow him back to the White House as Secretary of State after Biden's 2020 presidential election win. President Gutman, quote, you came to me before the Obama administration was up and asked me what I consider being a professor at Penn, he recalled during a videotaped interview with NBC News' Andrea Mitchell at the Penn-Biden Center when it opened in 2018. Quote, the first thought I had was that it sounded like an intriguing idea, but it became even more intriguing after the outcome of the election when you said I could bring along with me some serious, serious people, serious staff people, and they're much more than staff. And I start with Tony Blinken and Steve Rossetti and others, so thank you for allowing me to bring along some really, really bright people. Um, yeah. The uh, Eventually, President Joe Biden would reward Gutman with a prized ambassadorship to Germany and the school's chairman of the board to, of trustees to an ambassadorship to Canada. While that Biden pen deal was being finalized, Hunter Biden became engaged in conversations with Craig Gehring, an agent at the Creative Artist Agency, in April 2016. Gehring emailed Hunter Biden a rough plan for the vice president's private life after he left office. It included the Penn Biden Center, a Delaware University relationship, a private foundation, and fourth item simply called wealth creation. 
quote, wealth creation. The Biden Institute of Foreign Relations at the University of Pennsylvania, Gehring wrote, focus on foreign policy in addition to the institute at U of Penn. The school has an existing office in D.C. that will be expanded to house a D.C. office for VP Biden and Mike, Hunter, and Steve. Operates like the Clinton Global Initiative without the money raise. Yes, Hunter wrote back, cautioning his father's plans were not fully formed. In theory, he said, that's the way I would like to see it shake out. But please keep this very confidential between us because nothing has been set in stone. And there's still a lot of sensitivity around all this, both internally and externally. Today, the Biden family's pursuit of earnings potentials and wealth creation are at the center of a burgeoning investigation by House Republicans. House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chairman James Comer, Republican from Kentucky, uh, told Just the News last week his investigation into the classified government documents discovery was being expanded to include whether the flow of China money to Penn and the Biden family business were part of a coordinated effort by the communist country. Very concerning, Comer told Just the News. Uh, he said, we're sending a letter to Penn requesting documents related to the Chinese donations. We want a list of individuals involved, whoever was involved soliciting donations from China. We want all communications because I think this is important. Uh, said, quote, this is another aspect of the potential for the family to be compromised. Now, I know that's long, but let me tell you something. When people start asking you why we need to be paying attention to this deal and what the Bidens have done wrong and what their nefarious operations have been, you just bring them back to tonight's Thursday clip and you play them the last eight minutes of this show. All right. The last 10 minutes of this show. And that's a good summary for you. So I did you a favor by giving you that. And uh, you can also check it out at uh, justthenews.com and, uh, and, and read the article that's there. Because uh, it was written by John Solomon. Give him credit. So going to be interesting to see how this thing shakes out, especially when you consider that uh, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, she said in a tweet, she said, uh, I was the first to say impeach Biden and the first to introduce articles of impeachment. Soon we're starting our investigations. My advice to Joe Biden, resign now because we're going to show the world the depth of your corruption and how you've abused your power. Yeah, the love of money is the root of all evil. And uh, I think, I think, oh, Joe, a lot of those chickens are about to come home to roost. So we shall see what happens. Um, be glad that uh, we did get that, you know, red trickle back in November at the midterms. Uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily a red wave, but taking back that House as Republican House and and then back to the Freedom Caucus. Thank God for them holding the feet to the fire over this Kevin McCarthy thing. Listen, thank God they did that, or we wouldn't be having these conversations. But we've got to hold them accountable. This is one step. Again, I say it over and over again. The government is big, and we're not going to get rid of a big government. We're not getting rid of big government. But we can limit what the government's doing, and that's what's happening, and I'm excited about that. Uh, if the food shortages hit, folks, you, you know, we used to throw toilet paper and eggs at people's houses. That's how, that's how good it was in my day. Now people can't find either one. Um, I don't know if you're prepared or not for, for what's coming, and it is coming. So I want you to get prepared. Go to preparewithchad.com. Got your special discount on the emergency food you're going to need soon. Uh, I'll save you $200 on a three-month emergency kit from My Patriot Supply. It's, they're the nation's largest preparedness company. They're the biggest out there. And the three-month kit is packed with everything you need, all the breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks. It's going to feed one person for three whole months. So you need to get a, a, one for every single member of your family. And don't let your family suffer, okay? I'll save you $200 per kit. 
at preparewithchad.com. That's all you need. Just go to that website. The discount will be built in. So um, get a kit for every family member. They're in stock, ready to ship. They're going to show up discreetly, unmarked boxes, and you're going to get free shipping as well. You will not regret having emergency food on hand, so don't take chances for you, with your family's survival. Make sure you go to preparewithchad.com. Do it now. Preparewithchad.com. We'll be right back. All right. Uh, let's see here. What do we want to get into? I want you to play clip number three. Please. Joe Biden, based on what we know now, and that's an important caveat, as an example of how a president or elected official should handle a matter in which they discover they're in possession of documents, in contrast to Donald Trump, who by all by all appearances looks like he engaged with criminal intent in the in the hiding of documents. Ultimately, I think the the failure by Joe Biden was this, Chris. It was simply communications one oh one. You can't have three different discoveries because that shows you're not actually taking it seriously. When they made the first discovery the first week in November, the president should have ordered a wholesale review of every document, every box, and then issued one statement and said, we got them all. I responded. We did it correctly. And there won't be further comment. So from a PR standpoint, yeah, this is very bad. Uh, I love these pinheads. Um, first of all, Trump was president. He has the ability to declassify documents. Uh, Joe Biden was vice president. He does not have that authority. Um, and while Joe says that he immediately told them to, to notify, um, you know, people about these documents, I'll remind you that Trump also said that he notified about the documents and they told him how to specifically lock the documents up, which he complied with. That's how they knew he had the documents. Um, th this whole thing of trying to compare the two is really getting silly. And, and the reason I say that is because everything they do, everything they do and try to pin on Trump or fill in the blank Republican or accuse the right of, it's always the some shit they're doing themselves. Always. You look at the Russian collusion thing. You look back, you realize it was Hillary Clinton who was doing the Russian collusion. You, you, you look at, you know, the, the Mueller investigation, all these things, and you realize the, the, they paid to have a phony dossier made, the Steele dossier. All these things they accuse Trump of doing, it turns around, it's on them. You know, you got uh, them. What's scary is look how much they talk about, oh, Trump's under investigation for rape and, um, you know, pedophilia and all these different things. Well, if they're accusing him of that, it scares me to know what they're doing in the dark. Um, I don't I don't think we have to do a whole lot of guessing to wonder if we're accurate on that deal. Um, they're always trying to pin it on Trump again. At no time have you ever heard me hold Trump up on some pedestal and say, oh, here's a poster boy for how we ought to live our lives. Like this is our guy here. I, I've never done that. I'm just talking about their actions. Everything they try to pin on the right is the something they're already doing. So, you know. Again, I go back to, to Joe Biden's little interview where he was like, oh, I'm shocked. I, I mean, you know, the, when they found the Trump documents at Mar-a-Lago, oh, I just I just can't believe. So, I mean, it's just how could this happen? How could this happen? I mean, Joe's got him in a in a it don't even deny the fact that they're sitting next to the Corvette. I wrote a song, boys. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to give you the lyrics right here. Uh, 
You ready for this? This is this is chart topping gold. I'm gonna sing this as soon as I get to a guitar. But I wrote this song. Uh, uh, why are you trying to scandalize? This is nothing major. When they said it was classified, I thought we sold something in the paper. That's top secret. Too many questions to jot dodge. You can't see what's locked up in the garage. You may wonder if I have a full deck rattling around my head, but my brain is in a box somewhere out by my old Corvette. There you go. That's, that's chart topping gold. Um, the, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, we talked about it this week about how, uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy said the Twitter files unleashing all that stuff or unrolling all that out was a good model for January 6th. Uh, but but here's how deceived these people are. The the economy is doing better under this administration. That's what a Biden advisor had to say. Take a look at this clip. It's been said that when America catches a cold, uh, then black America catches the flu. Well, that's also in relation to the economy. We often know that communities of color and those communities um, that often face additional challenges have additional challenges uh, with the economy. The great news is that the economy is doing much better under this administration. Also, the president is going to continue to lean in to make sure that we have access, access to resources that are specific to communities of color, that are specific to women, uh, to give us those opportunities to be successful in this economy. Mm. If you closed your eyes, she sounds like Kamala Harris. If you do that, she sounds, she's kind of got a little bit different cadence, but... Same tonation, intonation as, as Kamala Harris. Totally beside the point. Um, but uh, it immediately turns me off. <laughs> Just expecting a big cackle at some point in time in there. I want to hear, hear from all my black folk out there. <laughs> I want to hear from all, all my, all my, my uh, black folk. I know there's tons of you out there watching this show. Uh, I want to know if you're doing better because of Biden. I, she said you are. So I want to know if you're doing better. If if the economy has been boosted to the point, you know, I get the re-re trolls on there that say that Joe Biden has now created more jobs than Donald Trump did in four years. Well, when you shut down an entire economy and then let those jobs come back, that's not job creation. Uh, you're just you're just opening back up. Uh, so I, again. These pinheads out here that try to twist this stuff in such a way, let's just go straight to the source. I want you to, I want you to send me a message. I want you to tell me. And, and listen, I, we may not have a lot of black folks as an audience. I wish we did, but I, uh, I wish we had everybody as an audience. Here's what I, we got: a lot of women. I know for a fact we got a lot of women that watch this show. Cause look at this, look at this. I digress. Um, I think our I think our demographics about sixty three percent women for this show, and uh, we I think we have more women percentage than any other show on the Blaze. I mean I don't know why that is. I think it's a cowboy hat. I think it's got to be the cowboy hat, Brandon. So I know we got a women on it. She said women are doing better under Biden. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. I want, I want to hear how much better you're doing. And the way you hear, I want, I want you to go over to uh, where podcasts are offered, leave a review, and tell us how much better you're doing. Can't wait to see the responses. Leave a five-star review while you're over there. Um, Jean-Pierre, Karine Jean-Pierre, um, 
I, I want you to play that clip at the top of the, the second column there. Play that one. You got it. Does this episode undercut that argument that, that he would restore confidence? Because here we have in the headlines that he is now under investigation. He's restored independence in the Department of Justice. That's what we're doing here. When we're saying we're going to refer you to the Department of Justice, that is restoring independence as it, as it relates to issues like this. And that is important to the president. And it's been consistent. What I am saying about investigations has been consistent for the last two years. You've heard me over and over again when it comes to a legal issue or a matter like this uh, we have always referred to the Department of Justice so there's nothing here uh, different here uh, we have said we wanted to restore the independence of the Department of Justice and that is what you're seeing yeah there you go that's a uh, that is a uh, a woman of color right there she's doing better under the Biden administration she seems pissed off a lot but uh, she she's you know She's doing pretty good. But do you truly believe that the uh, the Department of Justice has been <laughs> restored to independence? Um, are they really trying to say that when Trump was in office, that the Department of Justice was doing Trump's bidding, that they weren't independent, that that Trump had him, what, as kind of his lapdog to go out and do what he needed done? Really? I seem to remember a dude named Peter Strzok uh, being investigated for his text messages for his involvement in, you know, saying as part of the FBI that he wouldn't let Trump win, you know, in his with his, you know, the affair he was having with Lisa Page. Uh, and, and, you know, that smarmy little bastard when they, he was testifying before Congress. Uh, I, I seem to remember some wiretapping that was going on. Uh, a lot of things that were going on. So. Now that Biden has returned the Department of Justice to a place of independence, where's the raid? Where's the raid? I mean, Trump got raided. Roger Stone got raided for crying out loud. CNN was there with coordinated cameras. What the hell's going on with that? Where's the raid on Joe Biden's house? I haven't seen it. There's multiple locations now where documents have been found. I mean, if it's an independent Department of Justice, they're not independent at all. We all know they're bought and paid for. We know they're a bunch of scoundrels. We know they're watching everything we do, watching everything we say. I mean, uh, as an independent Department of Justice, truly just when the, with their treatment of the people who are accused of doing something wrong on January 6th, people that have been arrested and, and are sitting in solitary confinement for the last two years without any charges whatsoever, where are the charges? I know people who have been arrested for January 6th. We don't even know where they are. So you're going to tell me that the Department of Justice, that that is that phrase in and of itself, that they are in any way, in any way, shape or form, just and, and, and out there pursuing justice is absolute, absolute bullshit. And uh, they know it. That's what's crazy. They know it. They just think you're too stupid to realize it. And of course, we're not because you watch shows like this, especially 63 percent of you women. <laughs> it's time <coughs> to make your health great again. And uh, if you're looking to burn a little fat and just uh, get that metabolism boosted up and get your energy levels higher and just transform how you look and feel, I want to tell you again about uh, you got to take care of your liver. Your liver is your body's detoxifier. 
It's in control of getting all that nasty stuff out of you. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every day. It cleanses and removes thousands of harmful toxins. All the man-made chemicals, the alcohol, the dangerous food additives and preservatives, and for decades of wear and tear, our livers slow down, and they become sluggish. So we struggle with weight gain. We feel tired all the time. Fortunately, there is a simple all-natural solution that I absolutely recommend. I take it myself, and I love it. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities. It's going to boost your energy levels. It's going to kick your natural metabolism into high gear. It's going to work remarkably well to fight a fatty liver, which is a silent epidemic in millions of Americans. Liver Health Formula, it's backed by some really good science. It's approved by American doctors and every bottle's manufactured right here in the USA. And uh, you could try Liver Health Formula completely risk free, and they'll send you five free gifts when you order. First, you're going to receive 30 day, a th- free 30 day supply of nano powered omega 3. It's a powerful blend of omega 3 fatty acids, another thing that I take, and uh, it's, it helps you, your heart and your brain. And it's got a better absorption, four times better, actually, with the special nano delivery system. You're also getting four free ebooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of your age. So go to getliverhelp.com slash Chad. Claim the risk-free supply of liver health formula and get all five bonus gifts. You, you're covered by a 365-day money-back guarantee, so you got nothing to lose. Uh, getliverhelp.com slash Chad or call them, 800-282-1757. Be right back. Uh, welcome back. It's that time of the show. Uh, here we go. Folks, if you hear a story wherein a guy minding his own business at a mall is accosted by guards who insist he remove his Jesus Saves t-shirt because it's religious soliciting, what's the first thing you're going to assume about the location of said mall? Uh, probably that it's in Canada or some other equally godless society, right? Well, in the case I bring before you today, you'd be wrong. Uh, welcome to the Mall of America. Uh, Brandon, play this clip. I understand that, right. but Jesus is associated with religion and it's offending people. No, it's not. Actually, it's not a religion. It's about, it's about eternal life. Okay, but it's the same thing, okay? People have been offended, and like I said, all we were asking you is to take your shirt off, and you can go to Macy's or we can leave. I didn't say anything, though. I didn't speak. I didn't, I didn't speak. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I just went to Macy's. Yeah. 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 Now, I don't know about you, but that kind of thing doesn't sit particularly well with me, at least on a moral level. It's disconcerting, to say the least, that we've reached a point in the de-godification of this country where a T-shirt with something as simple and unoffensive as Jesus saves can garner attention from the Segway-riding constabulary of the Mall of America. Uh, One might be less tempted to be drawn to ire had the T-shirt said something like, Jesus is coming back, and boy, is he pissed, but no— What we have on display here is merely a message of hope, and yet it's offensive. Now, from a legal perspective, I'm afraid that you'd have to side on the part of the mall. Along with freedom of speech comes freedom of association. So let me state very clearly here. If the Mall of America wants to kick out a black man for wearing a shirt proclaiming his religious beliefs, they absolutely should have the right to do that. That's right, Mall of America. You have every right to demand that black man remove his shirt or remove himself from the premises. After all, what right does a black man have to run around representing his faith in the Mall of America? 
against their rules. You get that black man, Mall of America. You get him good. On a closing note, I think I'll maybe go commando to the Mall of America soon and have a sign that says God is real on the butt of my jeans. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. I, uh, so stupid. So stupid. The world we're living in. Uh, I think I'm going to make a Jesus Saves t-shirt. <laughs> we're going to put it on realwomensclub.com. We're going to put it on there. Uh, we have um, we have some pretty cool things that we're doing. Uh, you, you've seen those flags that say, you know, in this home, we believe that uh, – let's if I can pull one up real quick. We see those deals that says, um, you know, in this home, black lives matter, love is love, feminism is for everyone, my body, my choice, no one is illegal, treat people with kindness, hate has no home here. So we're doing flags, um, and, yeah, we're doing them in the rainbow. See that? See that little screenshot right there? We're doing them in the rainbow. It says it'd be the little yard flags that you hang out there. In this house, we believe Jesus is Lord. Unborn lives matter. America first. Family is the foundation. Kindness is everything. Boom. There you go. And, and what's funny about that is, is that's going to piss people off. It's going to piss people off. And why are we doing it? Because we like to piss people off. We like to show you how stupid you are. I mean, you know, listen, one of my neighbors down the road has the, has the sign in their window. I, I don't care that they do. I, again, I'd love to call out their hypocrisy, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, one of the richest, whitest, most affluent neighborhoods in Texas. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> right down the street from me, you know, a couple doors down. I'd love to point out their, uh, their hypocrisy, but yeah, um, there you go. Um, I, we're going to say Jesus is Lord and unborn lives matter. Uh, women have their place in the home. <laughs> Does it make me a sandwich? The flag doesn't say that. Relax. God, 63% women coming at me right now. Our, our, our viewer base of 63% women. Wow. Um, we're going to do it because let's face it, it triggers people. It triggers and it should not trigger people. I had somebody, you know, the other day that wanted to come at me and talk about how faith had nothing to do with the founding of America. I and mean, I can't get over the irony that this, this kid's, this guy's at Mall of America, you know, trying to tell me that faith had no, we, 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 you know, they said that it was people running from religious persecution. No, they, they were running from the religious persecution in that they could not practice their faith the way they wanted to because it was being dictated to them by the state where they were in Europe. So they came to America so they could practice religion freely. And uh, to say that faith had no part in the founding of our, uh, you know, even our founding fathers and, and their, that's absolutely true. Uh, I mean, we, we live under the premise that America was made great because America was good. Good is a moral value. That moral value comes from a higher being. It comes from a designer, a creator. We believe that good is, is a result of having God. And outside of that, there is no standard basis for measurement between good or evil. You say, well, evil exists. Well, you can't even measure evil in, without good. And you can't measure good without God. So how can you say America is good or America is great or anything else without having some form of divine inspiration and, and, and you know, theistic thumbprints, at least, on the things that we've created? So to walk into a mall that says Jesus saves or to hang a banner out there that says, you know, we believe Jesus is Lord. Um, listen, 
it's not, you say, what's cramming religion down somebody's throat? Really? Really? I had to watch cities burn down in the name of Black Lives Matter? It, 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 you, you, it, listen, as far as I'm concerned, that became a cult, that whole deal. That became a cult. Uh, you know, believe it or not, I can work side by side, live side by side with people of different faiths, whether they're Jewish. Um, I, I'm in business with people who are Jewish. I'm in business with people who have a Muslim faith. Uh, you know, I, I have in the past. And I don't sit around going, oh, my God, are you cramming it down my throat? I mean, you're going to synagogue this, this, this Saturday? I mean, are you, you're, you're, are you, no, you're free to do what you want to do. And the idea that you're going to kick somebody out for an expression of their faith, and it's gotten worse for Christians. I mean, there's no doubt about it. People who, who express the Christian faith, you go online right now and make anything about God anything, and I do it all the time, you know, about it, it, whatever. People don't want to say, which God? And they think they're being smart, right? They think they're trying to catch you in an aha moment. Oh, yeah. And I explained to somebody the other day, I said, I believe in the Christian faith. Therefore, I am a Christocentric theist. I'm a person who believes that Christ is the center of all things. And therefore, for me, I believe that to be the truth. I believe John 14, 6, when Jesus said, I am the way, not a way. I am the truth, not a truth. And I am the life, not a life. I, I am the way, the truth, the life. I am not a way among ways. I'm the way. I don't believe in pluralism. I don't believe that there's multiple gods and all those gods are equal and you can worship however you want to. And as long as you're a good person, you'll be okay in the afterlife. I don't believe that. And that's my right to believe that. That's my right to believe that and, and to act accordingly based on that faith. If I want, out, want to go out and make a public expression, which could include standing on a street corner and publicly proclaiming my faith, as an American, I have the right to do that. Now, I understand if I'm on somebody's private property like the Mall of America, I don't have that right. They can take that away from me because I'm not on a public space. I get that. But I can still call out using this program how stupid it is that that becomes a policy whereby people have to adhere to that. There's other things going on in the world, folks, that are actually problematic. Human trafficking, slavery, you know, rape, molestation, pedophilia, all of these things. There, there's more slaves in the world today than ever existed in the 17 and 1800s. So why don't we deal with those kind of things rather than a guy who is innocently walking through the Mall of America with a t-shirt that has two words on it? It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. And you know what? If something as simple as saying Jesus saves on a t-shirt brings that level of persecution, then I say let's make some t-shirts. Who's with me? realwomensclub.com. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. Y'all are here. Um, the uh, 33, I'm going to, I'm going to give some clips here, Mark. I lied to you, buddy. Uh, 33 organizations sign a letter seeking to cancel racist and homophobic Jordan Peterson event. Uh, these deals, it's amazing to me how many people, just like Ron DeSantis with the don't say gay bill, which didn't say anything about gay. <laughs> how people, they jump on this thing. I guarantee you the majority of people who would get on the board with this deal have never even heard of uh have never listened to jordan peterson talk 
He really is the strangest person for people to have. It's weird, right? Yeah, made like now he is dressing like a Batman villain these days. Yeah, which I kind of like, but yeah, it's the it's the I never when I first encountered him, I never thought in a million years like this guy is going to be enemy number one. No, it's like he's telling he's telling you to go clean your room. Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying in yesterday's episode, but of just knowing your roles, right? And people look at stuff like that and they hate it. They absolutely hate it. Uh, you know, like the Jesus Saves t-shirt. I mean, these people get so bent out of shape. Um, and again, he's a psychologist. He's coming at these things from the perspective that uh, science is real, gender is real, biology is real, anatomy is real, physiology is real. You know, all of these different things. I mean, if, if you want to tell me that... Okay, if I say there's two genders and everybody gets pissed off, you're going to cancel me out, then, I'm, then why are you getting hormone therapy? Why are you getting hormones from the other gender or the other sex in order to make yourself that way, right? Why, why, are, why are you having surgery to change your body parts, right? Why, why weren't you? It, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. You, how you feel in your head isn't necessarily the reality. Jordan Peterson calls those things out. He's a psychologist talking about mental illness that's behind a lot of this stuff that we're seeing trending in our world today, and they want to cancel him. Well, another interesting thing about him is he's actually made a turn to Christianity, whereas he used to be a very staunch, right? You know, atheist, uh, you know, science-oriented person, and now he's kind of had a turn to faith almost which is an yeah also an interesting and if term. you listen to his lectures a lot of it is very about biblical stuff mm-hmm. um and how the bible and the scriptures play into your life and the again christo christocentric theism um is very prevalent in his talks now i i think honestly brandon i think that's a big part of why he's catching the persecution um they they couch it under the other deal with the whole hate speech stuff I, I, I'm fascinated by this deal. So there's a deal down in uh, Conroe, Texas, uh, called uh, near where I live, called Southern Star Brewing, and they canceled an event. They was going to have um, they were going to have Kyle Rittenhouse at this event, and when they discovered all of that, they canceled. Now they have the right to do that. I wish they didn't, and I, I, I don't wish they didn't have the right. I wish they had not canceled it, right? And then it became a big blow up thing because then they made a social media post about how we don't hold rallies and we're canceling and we're doing this. And and it was kind of a pandering post, which if they could have just canceled it and shut up about it, nobody would know about it. But now they're catching a lot of grief about it um, for the way they handle it. Me, I don't, I don't care that you cancel the event. You can have events in other places. What I care about is the fact that you got to make a deal out of it. Right. And that's what everybody always does. See, Jordan Peterson's not out there making a deal out of what he's doing. Um, you, you know, he just says what he wants to say. They're trying to cancel him. This this business, Southern Star Brewing, they they, on the other hand, a lot of people want to cancel them out and say, we're never going to go down there and frequent your establishment ever again. We're not going to be patrons there. Uh, and they're catching shit. But the reason they are is because they made a deal out of it. That makes sense. So it's like, be free, do your thing, but quit, like, again, quit looking for attention that comes out of all of it. So anyway. I think it's kind of like the the Uh-oh. drag show thing. Yeah. Where it's like, well, if you guys didn't make a big deal about it, I think everybody else probably starts settling down. 
but Joe made a big deal about it, so now it's going to have to be a big deal. Well, that's right, and and we never cared if you had drag shows. Yeah. Until you start bringing kids to them. Yeah. We never cared. I've been to a drag show. Um, didn't go to it. I just happened to be somewhere, and one happened. <laughs> I spent enough time in West Hollywood that it's pretty much just always a drag show. It's always a drag show, and I've stayed yeah. in West Hollywood a lot. You know, I mean, I I was in basically was in West Hollywood every week of my life there for about two years. Um, but um, and I mean, look at this. We we ran an article this week on, on in Blaze, theblaze dot com, talking about vaginoplasty. I mean, that, did we ever think that we would have to talk about that? Really, that you're getting a vagina created? Uh, um, I mean, listen. Did, did we think so? <laughs> Not necessarily. I'm telling you something. If you get to a place where you want to cut your dick off. You got a mental problem, right? If you if you want to take a if you took a hatchet and cut your fingers off, took your cut your wrist off, your hand off, whatever the wrist, they they'd put you in a hospital somewhere. I mean, a mental hospital. Yeah. Like if you were wanting to harm yourself like that, you start taking razor blades and cutting yourself like some of these kids do. You know, they that's a mental illness. You start wanting to chop your dick off, that's serious mental illness. Well, that's why I think the person who has like the most interesting aspect on that is Buck Angel. Yeah, because he's been at this for so long, and of course born female you meet buck it would take you quite a minute to figure that out but he, he's very open about how it's not fun it's a struggle like yeah it's mental illness it takes it work and it's not something that you just be like no yeah keep doing you because you'd never tell a schizophrenic like no i think the hallucinations are real just keep listening yeah yeah it's not yeah, just let it rip just let the loose end drag i mean you got this we ran this article on vaginoplasty those patients sometimes experience, quote, minor post-op side effects, minor, which include severe pain, difficulty urinating, sexual dysfunction. That's what a new study found. They literally called it a minor post-op side effect. I mean, forget the fact that you have to dilate your, your new vagina every day by putting a dildo in it four times every single day. And if you start skipping that, it's going to grow back together. And you're going to have to get a whole other surgery to get a brand new vagina and go through the operation all over again. So that seems like something you want to do, not to mention the fact that you got to cut part of your rectum out and make a vagina hole. Um, sounds exciting. Um, you know, you're going to experience bleeding. Uh, wound healing issues, overall dissatisfaction with the aesthetic appearance of your new vagina. Uh, 20% of folks don't like the way it looks. Um, nearly two-thirds of the participants reported that uh, more than one symptom, most of which were classified as minor in medical records. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to go through that. It's not something I want to do. And um, the... Uh, uh, the uh, I, I tell you, we wanted to get in some other clips, but just forget it. Uh, tell you what, hang tight. I'll fill you in on more when we come back. Be right back. All right, kids, we're going to have a party tomorrow night. Me and my new vagina are coming to Amarillo. And uh, we're going to be at Hoots Pub. I love that place. It's uh, it, it, people people talk about Hoots. They love it or hate it. It's a honky tonk. It's a it's a it's. And we're going to do some honky tonking, boss. We're going to do some honky tonking there at Hoots Pub. Uh, come join us. Uh, get tickets at the door if you want. We're just going to pack that sucker full. It's going to be a full house. So if you're ready to party and mix and mingle and uh, hear some good music and have a little fun with us, we're going we're going to be rocking and rolling. 
Uh, and uh, we're going to be there. And then we're going to be in Joplin, Missouri, kicking off the Buckwild Comedy Tour next week on the 27th in Joplin, Missouri. And then I'm coming to Fort Wayne, Indiana on the 3rd of February. And then it's off to the races, baby. ChadPraytherLive.com. Don't forget, go get some merch over at um, uh, ChadOnBlaze.com and uh, use promo code CHAD20 to save 20% off. And uh, get my audio book if you have not done that. Listen to it this weekend. Am I crazy? Wherever audio books are offered, and do not forget to sub- to subscribe to BlazeTV.com. I want everybody on there because they're again, if they can take you out of the Mall of America for wearing a Jesus Saves T-shirt, and you know they're going to try to cancel every one of us at some point. So subscribe so you can keep getting what I'm putting down, and we'll see it over time tomorrow. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye.